0: You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 96 Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to the happy and healthy podcast. And thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you decided to spend some time with me today. So if you are new to Moxie Club or this podcast, and actually, even if you're not I want you to check out the new training that I just made available on my website called How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. So I just posted it last week and quite a few people have taken it and I've gotten amazing feedback on it. So it really is a reflection of just how much I have learned in the last two years so this is on top of owning a health club where in the last two years since i closed it i really focused a lot more of my time and attention and energy on mindset coaching so habit coaching as opposed to focusing just on how to get folks to work out more consistently so the last two years has really helped me hone my skills and on top of that, I think it's really helped me simplify how I explain things. So in all honesty, I really do think this training is also so much better than the previous one I had there. If nothing else, <laughs> in, in this set of videos, I do not say the word right umpteen million times, so. It's only 30 minutes long, and it really is a great way to set yourself up for the holidays, for the upcoming holidays. Speaking of which, Happy Thanksgiving. Yep, Thanksgiving is this coming Thursday, and I want to be sure you're giving yourself permission to enjoy it wholeheartedly. I don't want you to worry about overeating or gaining weight. As a matter of fact, go ahead and have all the pies for dessert, okay? There are only three things I would recommend that you keep in mind on Thanksgiving. One, make sure you drink enough water, so stay hydrated. Two, when you're getting ready to eat that dinner, I want you to eat your veggies first, if that's possible, Okay. And then third, eat until you're comfortably stuffed versus really, really uncomfortable. Okay. So usually I say comfortably full (laughs) for Thanksgiving. Chances are there will be foods there that you literally only get to eat once a year. And so I say, enjoy. And then most importantly, I want you to also enjoy the people you're spending this precious time with. So, last week and actually the next few episodes are going to be all things related to handling the holidays. So, in the last episode, I talked about dealing with energy vampires, those people in our life who, for one reason or another, bring a lot of drama and leave us feeling exhausted So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about late night snacking. And just like energy vampires or once a year Thanksgiving dinner, it's one thing if late night snacking only happens during the holidays, it's another when late night snacking happens several times a week, especially if you have a weight loss goal and it's sabotaging your overall efforts. And just to be clear, when I talk about things that are sabotaging our overall efforts, I'm referring to all things that ultimately lead to overeating. So this includes not listening to our body, okay? meaning recognizing our hunger signals, whether it's that we're ignoring them or not paying attention to them, consistently eating past comfortably full waiting until we're too hungry to actually start eating. And actually, there was a pretty funny post I saw on Facebook recently that said 80% of arguments start because someone hasn't eaten yet. (laughs) So if you're one of those folks that starts getting hangry, you know that you've gone too long, okay? And then of course, when we've waited until we're that hungry, chances are we're also eating really fast which then means we can blow right past comfortably full. okay? So when I talk about overeating, I'm also referring to habits like cleaning your plate. So this is all about relying on external versus internal cues, which means we're also talking about anything where you're tracking points or counting calories or tracking macros instead of listening to our body those internal cues like satiety okay and then when we talk about overeating we have to also include emotional eating so if this is your go-to when you're feeling stressed or upset or bored okay i know that we also eat to celebrate like birthdays but in my experience that's not really the cause for overeating Those once in a while things, just like Thanksgiving, isn't going to be the cause for someone being overweight. One celebratory meal that happens occasionally isn't going to cause significant weight gain with any staying power. Our body is designed to seek homeostasis. So if you gain even three or four pounds over a vacation or over the holidays, your regular day-to-day habits will drive your body to a particular weight set point. Okay, But when we talk about emotional eating, especially if it takes the form of late night snacking, then it can be a concern. So it's one thing if you're simply hungry again and it's because you didn't have enough to eat or maybe you're going to bed later than you originally planned. But if you aren't Actually, hungry, and it's just part of your wind down routine like eating when you're watching TV or you're bored, or maybe it's a reward for a long, stressful, and productive day. I want you to understand here you've created a habit. Okay, we have activated that reward center of our brain with food, and so when you have the urge for that late night snack. We've actually even ventured into creating not just a habit, but a craving for something. So when you look at the habit loop, a craving is when you anticipate the reward, right? That dopamine release of feeling good before it actually happens. So. A lot of my clients have identified late night snacking as an issue, and it takes the form of an urge to snack. Now, the mistake that a lot of folks make is actually fighting the urge. So when we talk about late night, right, we're talking about it's the end of the day, you're more likely to have decision fatigue, And if you look at thought suppression research, it informs us that the more you resist, the more it persists. So when you tell yourself you can't have something, we trigger scarcity. And the backlash, the rebellion, is that not only do we often end up giving in, we end up eating even more. So you end up with this, I can't resist thought. And then when we do this over and over again, weight loss is hard. That's another thought. So the consequence of resisting those urges is that we wind up staying on the weight loss struggle bus. So what I'm going to talk about now is how you overcome this urge. Or put another way, how you break this habit. And instead of resisting the urge, I want you to roll with the resistance. But the key here is I want you to give yourself permission to actually have that snack. And yes, I know this sounds like crazy talk, but hear me out. When you recognize you have this urge. I want you to insert a pause because late night snacking, again, has become a habit and habits have triggers. So in order to change that, we have to identify the trigger, okay? So here I'm going to review the anatomy of a habit. And for those of you who want to learn more about this, this is based on the book by Charles Duhigg called The Power of Habit. There's also a book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, that's also really, really good on the subject of habits. All right, And when I'm talking about late night snacking, I said earlier, more than likely if you have an urge, it's not just a habit, we've actually developed a craving. Meaning that when you look at the anatomy of a habit, we've got a trigger, we've got a routine, and then we've got a reward. But when we have a craving, it's like the habit's been short-circuited. So we have the trigger, then we have the anticipation of a reward before the routine actually takes place. So we still have the reward, but we have the anticipation right after the trigger. So the classic example of a craving is B.F. Skinner's Pavlov's dogs. So before craving developed, when it was just literally a habit, it was more you ring a bell, the dog then performs a routine of some sort and gets the reward of food. So for the dogs, the craving developed when the bell rang and they started salivating before they even performed the routine and receive the food, all right? The same thing happens when we talk about the endorphin high that runners get. So the just the thought of working out, maybe the trigger of three o'clock, I'm gonna go for a run, and you're putting on your shoes, you're already thinking about that high that you're going to get before you even start the run, okay? So when we talk about the urge for the late night snack, recognize that you've developed a craving for that dopamine hit, all right? So back to the pause. To create a new routine, we're basically going to create a protocol for what to do when you have that late night urge, whether it's food or alcohol or actually When we talk about this, it's anything else you may want to tweak as a habit. Okay. So again, we're going to identify the trigger. So for late night snacking, this could easily be a time, a location, a person, a particular TV show. Okay. And then I want you to remember here that this may take some experimenting to identify this specific trigger. Okay. And again, remember the key here is to give yourself full permission to have that snack. Why? Because we do not want to trigger that feeling of deprivation, right that state of scarcity. And for those of you who are new to this podcast, or haven't listened to the first three episodes about TLC and the abundance principle and 50 shades of abundance, let me do a really quick review, okay? Because this is the foundation. This is what I teach in my online course, Worth the Weight, which is all about creating those healthy self-care habits that stick. And really what I do most of my coaching on inside Moxie Club. So TLC, stands for not just tender, loving care, but the learning cycle. So this is seven steps. We talk about the situation, thoughts and beliefs, interpretation, emotions, choices, response or action, and then outcome. So when I talk about a situation, it could be something like when you stand on a scale. Okay, the thoughts and beliefs, are really the inputs. What you see, hear, taste, touch, smell, as well as things like hunger cues from your body. Pain would be another thing, okay? So if you see the number on the scale, let's say it's 199, or let's say it's 200, actually. What interpretation do you have? So this is a filter. This is your thoughts and beliefs lead you to interpret. What do you make this number on the scale mean? And it's usually a judgment. There's usually some sort of good or bad about it. And most importantly, it's what do you make it mean about yourself? So when you see that number on the scale, whether it's 199 or 200, are you happy and excited? As in, I have this weight loss thing figured out and I am about to cross into the hundreds. Or are you frustrated and disappointed? Like I have never seen this number on the scale before. So the number in and of itself is neutral. This is about what you're making it mean about yourself. So do you immediately go to, how did I let myself get to this point? or I am figuring out how to manage my mind and I have broken the habit of late night snacking, okay? So the choices we make, this is step five, are really based on what information is available. And then the response or the action that we take always ends up aligning with the thought and the emotion. So a lifting or self-lifting belief will lead to a different action than a self-limiting belief or just a plain limiting belief, okay? So that through line from thought to emotion to action will ultimately lead to an outcome. So this outcome is a reflection of the predominant thoughts and beliefs that you have. What we want to do then is we want to align all of these things. So with the abundance principle, which is also my mantra, it simply states making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. So the learning cycle method that we're talking about for late night snacking is really a combination of these two things. When we insert a pause, we are pausing at step three. Okay, this is all about becoming aware of the thoughts and beliefs that we have and then assessing the interpretation. If the interpretation drives a negative, disempowering emotion, we want to take this opportunity to reframe it by applying the abundance principle. So we wanna move from a state of scarcity to one of abundance. So if the thought is a judgment, something you should or shouldn't have done, good or bad, all I care about is does it serve you? Does it help move you in the direction that aligns with those outcomes you seek, the results that you want? And again, the goal is to align the thoughts and interpretation with the motion. So the action flows from there, flows as an easy, okay? So now back to the urge for late night snacking. If you're actually hungry, if we start here, this is actually the easiest one to address. What are some late night snacks that you can have that are on the healthier side? And you have to ask yourself, have you had enough water for the day? Would some hot tea be soothing? Would that be enough? Or if you're looking for something crunchy, how about an apple? If you want something sweet, there are other kinds of fruits as well, right? If you're looking for something savory, you might try a bowl of soup. So we don't want to have too much energy-dense, high-calorie food late at night, okay? If the thought, though, of eating something healthy triggers a feeling of deprivation, like, but I wanted to have ice cream, not something healthy. (laughs) I want you to practice some TLC. What is the thought behind this? Okay, now, if you're not hungry, then consider this, whatever that late night snack is, Whether it's ice cream or chips or cookies or a glass of wine. These are probably not items you would crave first thing in the morning when you wake up, right? So it's because we're in a different mindset. So our goal here is literally to see if we can shift your focus. And especially at night, the goal would be to help you de-stress and relax a bit. So when we eat, the reward is pretty straightforward, okay? Biologically, we are pre-wired to find pleasure in eating because it was an imperative for our survival. So it's natural for our body to enjoy food. Okay, so the effect of food is the release of dopamine and effect of alcohol on the body is the release of endorphins. These are happy hormones. Okay, so after listening to this podcast, I want you to brainstorm ideas. What are other things you could do to feel good and trigger a happy hormone response? And when we talk about hormones, we're talking about not just dopamine and endorphins, but there's also oxytocin and serotonin. So even things like practicing gratitude or reflecting on three things that I accomplished today, that I achieved today, that can release serotonin. I did a whole episode on how to trigger your happy hormones. All right. Go back and listen to that if you are looking for more ideas. So when you're brainstorming, remember what we're really trying to do is shift your attention from something that triggers scarcity. So like that, oh, I've had a long, stressful day to one of abundance. And if we can shift your attention to get you to focus on something else, a lot of times that urge will pass even after just a few minutes. So when I owned Pacific Heights health club, I had two suggestions for folks. These were fitness related. So one was to hold a plank for as long as you can. And trust me, if this is something that you haven't been doing and you want to strengthen your core, a plank is an awesome way to do it. Okay. And depending on your fitness level, If this is not something you've been doing after about 30 seconds or a minute, it's going to take a lot of focus and effort. You're not going to be thinking about that late night urge. (laughs) Okay. And then you can also try a balance exercise, which is a tandem leg stance. And I'm not going to take the time here to describe how to do it, but I will include a link to a video where I walk you through it. Okay. Now, When we talk about that late-night snacking, especially if this is your me time, to de-stress and relax, you could also try some deep-breathing exercises. You could do some journaling, that gratitude journal thing I talked about, or just even journaling how your day went. You could try reading or listening to a book. You could listen to some music. You could do some stretches, work on your flexibility, and sometimes I will even brush my teeth, which then signals to my brain that I'm done eating for the day. So after 50 plus years of brushing my teeth at bedtime, I have no doubt there, that there are some really well-traveled neural pathways in my brain that don't associate anything involving food after I brush my teeth. Okay, so the goal here is to experiment, to see what works for you. Okay, and then I want you to remember that we're practicing self-love here. Love is patient. These weight loss efforts that we are practicing here, I want them to be rooted in self-love and the desire to take care of ourselves and to nourish our bodies. Okay, I do not want us to be coming at this from a place of self-loathing. In other words, telling yourself not to snack at night. We do not want this to become a form of punishment. Okay, instead, you can think of it as a form of discipline, as teaching yourself how to delay gratification. And telling yourself that this is one of the keys in life to getting what you really want. And when you practice the learning cycle with the abundance principle, what we are doing is we are letting weight loss be easy. If you have tried all kinds of diets and weight loss programs, and you've been stuck on the weight loss roller coaster, I definitely want you to go watch my free training. All right. So I dress this head on and you'll learn that with the right strategy, systems, and support, weight loss can be easy. So one more time, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And I'm going to wrap up today's episode with a quote by Maya Angelou. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B. .com and sign up for my free mini course How to lose weight for the last time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.